0: The sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you properly feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients.
1: So go out there today, pick up some Green Army Skincare products. <laughs>
2: It's Friday night. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for Pam Tatsis Comedy Clubhouse here at Mutiny Radio. I just heard that our amazing amazing board op Zunzu's girlfriend ate one of my treats and her farts smelled like THC. Yes, that's exactly what happens when you come to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here at Mutiny Radio. Your farts will smell like weed. You can also come join me on my new show at Spark. Uh, It'll be live every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. in their amazing vape lounge that is open to everyone because weed is recreational, y'all. So from 4 to 5 every Tuesday, we'll be taping a live podcast, podcast, if you will, called the Sparkcast, and every week we'll be having highlights featuring comedian highlights and science highlights and social justice highlights and product highlights. I'm gonna try so much weed; can't wait to try the weed. Anyways, new show at Spark. Uh, you can go live every Tuesday from four to five. We're actually going to be having our kickoff show on Friday, four twenty. From noon to 1, that's high noon to 1 p.m. Come on by, get some treats, hang out. Clay Newman and Keith D'Souza will be highlighted on that show. Since we're talking about weed, uh, as we're waiting for the throngs of people to make their way through the tragic rain of this eve, uh, last night I had a set on True Hustle, hashtag THT, True Hustle Thursdays. What an amazing show we have here every Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m. Till 10 if we want to go that long, because we have the space, yo. Uh, But I did a set at the end, and I thought it was really good, and I just talked about weed for a while. So while we wait for the throngs of people to come in, put your bowls together, let's spark them up, and uh, listen to this set by me, and then we'll get started. I am so excited for tonight. We have amazing comedians on the bill. Uh, We've got a guy from New York. Uh, It's like Lev Fev or something. Anyways, he's got a podcast. It's going to be great. We've got Joey Avery in the house. What? Uh, we've, uh, hey, I'm very excited about it. Boris Shakurko, uh, our favorite Russian. He has surpassed my other Russians as now being my favorite Russian comedian in San Francisco. Uh, we also have Roman Leo, comedian, funny guy, known him since I started, he's been in it forever and he's still a sad and lonely man, even though he has a girlfriend now, but still he seems, some, his, his jokes, they make me laugh because he makes me feel less pathetic. Uh, and, sorry, I didn't, I didn't wanna like, I never punched down Pam. Uh, Also, Zach Wiseman, speaking of pathetic, we'll see if he's on heroin tonight, just kidding. Whatever drug, he smoked heroin with me once, I didn't see any difference in his behavior whatsoever between the time that he smoked it and then afterward. I seemed more high, maybe that's what happened. Uh, And there's one more person on the show besides me and I can't remember because I'm a terrible person. But we're gonna get to it uh, right after this, We're we're gonna chill out. For a bit, we'll listen to some Floating Goat, and then we'll listen to my set from last night, and then we'll get started with Pamp Dasty's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Thanks for listening, you big audience out there. <laughs> Mutiny Radio.
3: And there's this homeless guy out front, and as I was going in, he made eye contact with me, and he was like, hey man, I've
4: been working through my department. The slogan said, it give you
2: Does she know what is happening? And I had thought of something cute to say. When I'm high on the stage, I can't say shit. Okay, everybody, sorry about that zoopity-boopity-barp-barp. Barp. I was going through the thing live on stage because I toothbrush was on and then it was me. So we're going to listen to this. Thanks for listening to Pam Dasty's Comedy Clubhouse. We're going to be right back with Great Comedy. Yay. The guy.
0: Guy, he got more issues than, uh, his molested
4: uncle, I just wrote that joke, Uh,
0: he just, his molested uncle never fuck him no more because he grown. It's just, it's just, I don't know, whatever I do is just wrong. It's like a power, you know, a struggle kind of thing in relationship. I don't give a fuck about it. And she so you get mad because I don't give a fuck about it. If I participate in, so you get mad because I make the wrong decision. So whatever I do, I do fuck. Whatever I do, I'm fucked. Whatever I don't
5: do, I'm fucked. You know? It at that time
1: okay <laughs> just
5: uh, i call it spontaneous she call it upon it so procrastinator nothing works
1: out man the no. man I
5: Brush, everybody. Toothbrush is in the house. In his own house, writing his jokes down. That's awesome, man. Your next comic runs this shit, and she's hilarious. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up
2: for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Keep it going for Chris Ferdinandson and Anthony Medina. This has been a lot of fun. I am very, very high right now. I am excessively excessively stoned uh, And I had thought of something cute to say about that, but now I've forgotten it so that was There is one joke I remember about it and that's it. Uh, I Don't know if this has ever happened to you. Uh, have you ever gotten so high that you forget how your own shower works? Yeah, for sure. It's a fucking mystery Like, where the hot water is, which fucking, why is it cold? What's going, no, it's so hot, it's so hot! It's like airbnb in your own home. It's like, it's like, just, I feel so fancy, like I'm in a hotel, but but the towels smell weird, and there's cat litter on the floor. So I know this is some fucked up hotel. Staying (laughs) in, what is happening? And sometimes I'm so high in the shower that And I'm getting old, like I'm 43, right? I I have a little infirmity right now and it's hard to lift this one leg and I was trying to like, and my foot was a little wet from the, and I had one of those moments that didn't happen but in your head it happens and it's the scariest thing ever and you're like, I just fell and died. Like I'm naked and it's wet and it just went, and I hit my head and the cat is eating my cheek right now and my soft, fleshy eyelids. It was like, it was the whole life happened in It didn't happen but it was that feeling in your stomach where you're like that almost fucking happened (laughs) that i get too high sometimes i get so high that i get scared when i close my eyes in the shower (laughs) like there's (laughs) (laughs) something's happening (laughs) with the light the water and then i'm like ah like all this water is hitting me (laughs) it's very disorienting And then people go, What kind do you like? The sativa? And then boo ba boo And I don't know, they all get me high, but sometimes they get me so high that uh, I forget how keys work. Does this happen to anyone else? These are the, here are my keys. This is my house. I've lived here for eight years now. I have no idea how this works. I'm looking at it. I'm looking, I'm like, Is this the wrong key? I'm putting, I'm flipping it. And people are walking by and they're like, This woman doesn't live here. Does this woman live here does she know what is happening I'm like it's okay I'm high it's legal now don't worry all All my keys do look the same and in my defense I don't have my keys on me but I have keys to like 12 people's houses a lot of people trust me which is weird because I'm high all the time like I'm gonna forget everything but I have 12 keys and all look the same I'm not a janitor, sweetie. I don't, I do, actually, I do clean. That, you're actually, it's actually true. It's, we don't like to be called janitors. That's, that's a masculine name for that. We're called maids. (laughs) That's why. No, when I nanny, I do clean up for them always. And I had to apologize last night because I was like, I don't understand where your stuff is yet, so I couldn't put your dishes away. I was like, I can't. I didn't want to (laughs) like, this is only the second time I've been in your house. I'm not going to start rummaging yet. You know what I mean? Like, oh. Um, Yeah, so I love being stoned. Yay, stoners in the house. Yay. Yay. And it's, I mean, it's legal now and everybody's sort of bitching though. They're like, um, now it's like hella more expensive. (laughs) Um, But that's just because those people have real jobs. I think everyone else gets their weed from the same place they did before. Like nothing changed for me at all because I was not going to weed places and spending lots of money on that hey this is very exciting this is a real thing and i don't know what your real lives are like or whatever um i have this new podcast coming out that's called the spark and it's with spark on mission and eighth and they're the weed dispensary and it's they've gone recreational and they want me to do a live hour podcast every week and they they still haven't told me if they want it to be on tuesday or wednesday from four to five and then we do it live there and i bring it back no, 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 it's from four to five. They don't want to make a big deal about 420 because they're like, we smoke all the time. <laughs> they're like, when you wake up, we smoke. When we, we medicate constantly. We don't have to call it medication anymore. We just imbibe our weed, however the fuck we want. We had a huge meeting about it. It was like, they were like, we need you on brand. And I was like, I'm on brand. So we're going to have highlights. But yeah, but each of the highlights of the SparkCast po- podcast are, I'm gonna have two comedians every week. So when you guys can come down, I'd love to book you, cause it's gonna be great. And they're gonna be so helpful with like, promoting and giving us gifts. Oh, every every week there's a product highlight. And so a different person will come in with their product and we'll all get to taste their product and talk about it. And like fucking do whatever. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be, I'm really excited. So uh, Spark, Spark, S-P-A-R-C, like them on Facebook. It's yeah between eighth and ninth on mission, and they also have um, in the in the hate they have um, another one. They have two locations now. One's in the hate. Of course, well, they're Spark. They're the best. We love them. (laughs) They've been, they're they're my new, they're the new station sponsor. We love Spark. We love Spark. Spark is the best. They're giving me money. Yay, they're giving me money. And weed, yay. Well, we'll, we'll, it's all gonna work out. I'm excited uh, to be a part of that. But, because I love, I love weed. I fucking love it. It's one of the only things that back when it was, like, legal and scary, it was one of the only things I'd be like, yeah, I'll fucking go to jail for this. Like, if I had to make a statement and be like, fucking yeah uh, because I make pot because I make great pot food and I have my first pot recipe was published in 1992 I know you weren't even born yet isn't that cute you were born Ah! In that year. year. So you're, I've been, I've been working with weed food your entire life. I've been perfecting and working. Uh, And so, I mean, but it's one of those things that I could have gotten jailed. And, but I would say, hell yeah, fucking jail me up. I believe in this shit. I think it's medicine. I think it's life changing. I think it's the best antidepressant in the whole world. I think that it's, I mean, I still love Valium way more. But weed, <laughs> my weed is fucking great. But a fast-acting, short-lived benzodiazepine. Not gonna ever turn that down. You know what I'm saying? Get me into that 2-PAM family. Loraz-PAM, Diazepam, Pam-PAM. I like all of it. I like all of them. All of them. I love drugs. I do. I should have been a pharmacologist. But I could, I just did too many drugs to, you know, to pass Ochem. Anybody ever take Ochem? Yeah, tough. yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah, fuck me for trying. It was so insane. Oh, Kim. That's why they call it a weeder class. It weeded me right out. I was smoking way too much weed. <laughs> I just made that joke up. That's good. It's a weeder class. It's a... But it's... I. Well, yeah, I know, organic chemistry, O-chem, because you grow in it. You grow the OG. You don't need the O-chem. Yeah, right? Fuck that. Chem dog. That's all we need. We don't need no O-chem. We need chem dog. <laughs> right? That's what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a PhD in chem dog. No, I, <laughs> top dog. Okay, I'm done. Uh, I just wanted to talk about... You could teach. Okay, with marijuana? But I know it'd be easier to look at the trichomes and the homes and all the tetrahydrocannabinol, cannabidol. I got no. I know the name. I used to know the names. It's cannabidiol, and they are cannabinoids, and it's cannabidiol, and it's tetrahydro. <loveå sh defined> <laughs> you sound like you're like a blues singer. You know, doing the bebop like cannabidouble <milligrams> So that's new scatweed. Okay, thank you guys so much. Thanks, Anthony Medina. Thanks for staying. Yay! Yay! It's so much fun to listen to myself before and when I'm not here. It's so weird. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to Pam Desta's Comedy Clubhouse. Yay! Comics and a real person! Clap for the real person! Yay! She's a real person, comics aren't real, cause they don't have a soul, cause they've been too many open mics. Every time you go to an open mic, you lose just a little bit of your soul. And that's why we are all soulless stick bags running around. Yay! Comedy, yay! Uh, it's great. Mike Spiegelman's here. He's going to face the door the whole time. Don't be upset when he doesn't look at you or make eye contact. Because <laughs> it just, it makes him feel awkward. He's like, you know, he's got a, oh, you've got a puzzle book. That's great. That's perfect. No, Yeah, no, hey, no offense. You've heard all of our jokes before. But the... This is what I want to say to the comedians when you're like, ooh, but the, the, the live audience is lackluster. We can't discount our person here. And the 47,000 people that downloaded last month. Thank you, the listening audience. I appreciate that. There are people listening somewhere in Germany. <laughs> How do you understand this? I, all, we, all we can say in German is Uber. That's <laughs> like the only thing we can say. In German. Uh, I'm really excited for our show and we're just gonna get it started. We're gonna do super long sets because why the fuck not? Ah! Uh, Your first comedian of the evening, what an amazing human being he is. He runs an open mic, which means that as every comedian gets up to be on stage, his soul actually grows. So it's like a thing, like when comedians go to an open mic and then they leave, they lose some of their soul, but then you gain their soul. So he's actually kind of like the Satan of OMG right now. And that's, (laughs) and that's, and it's on Tuesday nights and it's a lot of fun. And you guys, he is my favorite Russian in San Francisco comedy. So put your hands together right now for Boris Shikurko!
0: Thank you so much. It's great to be here. No, really, thank you. No, please, no standing out, please. This is is fun. I don't know what to tell you guys. (laughs) Just silence. no, I've been uh, I've been thinking a lot. I've, I'm trying to move out of my place. I live with, I live at home, I live with my family. Um, I share a room with my brother. Um, sometimes it's the bathroom, which is extremely uncomfortable, but mostly it's the bedroom. It's fine. It's fine. The therapist I'm seeing in my head says it's fine. <laughs> I'm okay. Um, living at home is hard. I have a lot of respect for people that are able to live at home um because i certainly don't want to i don't know why people i don't know why people like their family no i'm not going to go down that road um guys i don't know it's such a risky ugh, i feel so uncomfortable with jesus behind me why is jesus here is this an easter leftover it's an easter leftover it feels like he's haunted like i'm i'm like i'm jewish and i know there's the, the whole thing about like Jews killing Jesus, I don't even know how that um, started, but I feel very uncomfortable. You know why? I'm, you know why I'm comfortable? We all know this is not what he looked like. Um, we all know he didn't. Sh- you couldn't shave in those days. No one is born with a facial hair like that. What if? Okay. Reality is, if Jesus had facial hair, he would just have one of those like. Rabbi, like just like long beards, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. What are those curls? Those aren't even people don't have hair like that. Um, All right, I am Russian. Bless you, Roman Leo. I am Russian. Uh, There's a lot of news about Russia. Um, I think it's very strange because. A lot of people don't like Russia because they interfered in our election, but like, what if they were just trying to learn how a democracy works? You know? Why can't it be educational? Why do we always take the negative way? I don't, it's strange. A lot of people don't like Donald Trump. A lot of people don't like Russia because of Donald Trump. Like, a lot of people don't like that connection. But would you, wouldn't you rather know that the president is just like a puppet of a foreign country versus just like a not a smart person? Like, (laughs) Wouldn't that be... I would feel more confident. Also, what's wrong with Russia? What? We voted. Like, why? I'd be okay with a foreign power having control over our government. Uh, I don't like paying taxes. Um, I feel okay. No, taxes are important. It's important to support people who cannot support themselves. It's important. I'll say it one more time. It's important to... S- no. Um, politics is interesting. I don't know. Do you ever have disagreements? You, oh, I know. I know everyone's name. I know. I don't know. You're actually the only person here who I don't know full name and social security number. <laughs> like this is. It's how you know it's a good comedy show. Um, that's a metric that's used, and then uh, that's posted by the SF Chronicle. Um, that, <laughs> that is. All right. I don't know. I try to be. Uh, try to be a woke person. I try to be a feminist. I have a friend who's a a feminist and she told me that she thinks if men got periods, tampons would be free. That's what she, that's what she thinks. But I feel like all men know that if we got periods, it would just be like, okay to bleed everywhere. You know, tampons wouldn't be necessary. We would just all be living in like an alternate universe where like women would walk around like, oh my god, like I swear if we got periods, this wouldn't be okay. And then proceed to just slip in a puddle of blood. <laughs> That's just what it would be. I don't know. Jesus is making me real uncomfortable. I'm not a real I'm not a religious person. I uh I remember once when I was younger, I was uh I asked my mom, um, if she believed in God. She didn't say anything. And we're eating dinner, and I was like, "Let's all say a prayer to thank God for the food that we have on our table." And she said, uh, "Oh, was God in the kitchen uh, cutting those onions?" And I was like, "Okay, well, I guess no God for me. Uh, no religion here. Uh, just gonna think life is meaningless. That's fun. Um, no, life is meaningless. Um, but that's a good thing. That means you can create your own meaning. Um, and." Clearly by choosing to do this, I have made the right decision. <laughs> Clearly I know what to do. Um I spent the last week helping my grandmother move. My grandmother was moving apartments in San Francisco and uh I I moved a I moved a lamp in the wrong place and she yelled at me. Um and then I I looked at her to ask her like why she was yelling and I saw she she was like she was testing her blood pressure at that same time. Isn't that crazy? Like, how. And then she, two minutes later, I hear, like, why is my b- blood pressure so high? It's like you were yelling at the top of your lungs as you were, like,. I don't know. I'm looking for a place to live myself because I don't want to live with my family. And it's hard looking for a place in San Francisco because sometimes I see a post on Facebook that's like it's like $700 single room. And I'm like, oh my God, it's a fucking steal. Like, let me get on this. And then I see that it's just like a sublet for like three days. I'm like, ah, three days. Ah, Got my hopes up. It would be cool not to live with a family. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, uh, my dad, uh, I'm, I'm from Russia originally. And my dad, he still has interesting views towards Russia. Like he still aligns himself a little bit with like communist values and things like that. And it's weird in my family because relative, like I'm a liberal, but like relative to him and his communism, I'm the redneck in the family. It's a strange place to be. Like, I'm the one that they tell their friends, like, no, don't listen to him. He reads Fox News. Like, like I'm, like, sitting at the dinner table being like, I think healthcare should be affordable. And they're like, I think healthcare should be free. This guy's crazy. It's a weird, it's a strange place. Well, comedy. I, I, I like that. Ugh, open mics, OMG. Just the fact that you brought up OMG made me like think of like the the misery of open mics it's weird because i feel like i feel like um i feel like the goal of any open micers is that like in 20 years you're watching some tv show of someone in the bay who got famous and they have a tv show about them coming up in the bay area and they just like flash back to that same open mic and you're like yeah it was tough on everyone okay it wasn't just me I wasn't the only one that bombed there. Fun. I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm trying to figure out why I'm not a big weed smoker. A lot of my friends smoke weed. I don't smoke weed. Um, And I don't know why. I I remember having a teacher in third grade who used to be a pothead. He used to smoke all the time. He would tell us this. And then one day he said, you know, your parents will tell you that weed is a gateway drug, but actually it's a getaway drug. And th- and then after that, I think I was like, weed, never for me. I never want to turn into someone who says something like that. That was my limit. A lot of my friends smoke weed, or growing up a lot of my friends... I don't know. Like, everyone smoked weed. Growing up in San Francisco, like, everyone just starts smoking weed at, like, nine or whenever you go to, like, summer camp, like, and people bring that stuff. And I I don't know. That was never for me. Um, like, even if I did smoke weed, I feel like I... I knew I always wanted to be, like, older when I started smoking weed, like, at least, like, 21. And I think that's because... Like, I think you should be old enough to have goals before you start abandoning them, you know? Yeah. Ugh. I don't... It's hard doing comedy as it is, but to look at Roman Leo while doing comedy is a... It's like, why is this doubly as hard? I don't... Get out of here. Um, no Jesus over here. This, is, this should all just be religious figures. Um, why is he glittery? Like, literally no reason. This is... I have no problem with religion. I have a problem with, like, why... We know this is fake. This photo... We This image we know is not true. Um, grew up in San Francisco, blah, blah, blah. Nothing interesting about myself. Um, it is, I don't know. I feel like every day we hear something new about the president doing something that is... Uh, it just shows how much of a puppet he is for Russia. Like, I feel like tomorrow we'll find out that he's, like, wearing Adidas tracksuits and smoking cigarettes and hustling people out of pool. I don't know. I don't know. What are Russian stereotypes? I clearly am not. You know what the problem is? My name is Boris, so people assume I'm just, like, Russian, but I'm really just Jewish. And not – literally not Russian at all. I'm just from that area and people just assume, because my name is like I send people emails and they see my name is Boris and they're like, ha ha I rushed. It. Ha-ha, ha-ha. I'm like, no. Like literally I'm just a person. <laughs> Why don't people treat me that way? Okay. Um No it's cool. No, it's cool. I don't I'm not do I don't do this for laughs. Um it's just for my it's just I just don't have friends, so uh it's just what I like to do. I just don't have things to do on Friday, you know. Some people go to bars. I just like I just like to hang out, you know. Just talking to microphones. Um stare at Roman Leah. Um I don't tell you, I've been dating recently. Um Stop it. Oh, oh, how original. Fuck you. What's in your life that's so interesting? If it's not looking, like literally, if it's not looking for housing, living with f- whatever fuckheads you live with or dating, what do you do? And comedy and open mics and open mics. It's four. That's the whole life. That's everyone's whole life. What, Roman? What? 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 Okay. Um... When Mike turns around, you know it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> when he turns around to be like, uh, "Do I have to step in?" Um, <laughs> no, nah, it's cool. I hate myself. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Why? Why are you being mean to me? No, I'm kidding. You're not mean. Um, I like alcohol. You know what I don't like? Here's the. Th- I I overeat. I feel like a lot of... uh, I, I struggle with overeating. Some people struggle with smoking cigarettes. Some people drink a lot. Those, you can quit cold turkey. The problem with overeating is that you literally cannot quit. If someone was like, I've been clean for 30 days, you'd be like, well, you're emaciated. You have dysentery or whatever the fuck. Like, it's not... You can't stop it. I don't know what happens to you if you just stop eating for 30 days, but it's not the same thing. If you stop drinking, your friends will be like, you're a lot nicer, but if you stop eating you will have scurvy like it's i need to stop eating but ice cream is so good and now they've i don't know why but like ice cream and weed is where all science research goes clearly because they're just developing stronger okay bad premise okay gotcha worth it um uh me near radio. <laughs> all right. Fun. Um, yeah, no, know I've been dating. Um, dating apps are interesting. I think a lot of the reason that it's hard to date on dating, I mean, it's clear that it's all based on look. But isn't that true in dating in general? Even if you met someone because they were nice, I feel like the moment you sit down on like a real proper date with them and you look across the table and you're like, I'm not attracted. Like it's still going to be a no at that point. You know what I mean? I don't know. I matched with the same girl on a, uh, on a couple different dating apps, on three dating apps, and I feel like that is the universe's way of saying you two are on too many dating apps. That is what it feels like. All right, that's going to be it for me. This has been so much fun, trust me. Give it up
2: for Pam. Boris Chikurko, yay! He brought up so many issues. Those dating app things. I don't actually have a smartphone. I have a dumb phone, so I could never even date app. I've never been able to do that. And, uh, you know, it's, He's such a good audience member. Uh, some uh, Boris, I'll give you a hint. Some people say... Uh, raise the bar yeah. when you're dealing with people on the app. Some say lower the bar. I say meet at the fucking bar, you losers. That's how we always did it. I'm 43 years old and I met my be- and you were right about another thing. Is that I met my lovely boyfriend. We've been together for uh, four years, four and a half years almost. Not no, Jonathan back there, you weirdo. I'm not attracted to Roman Leo. How dare you? Um, but so it was true though. He was. He used to wear these brown outfits because he was a landscaper and he'd be on the back patio. And I didn't, I wasn't really. And then one day he took off his shirt and he was just wearing a wife beater. And I was like, who the fuck is that? And they were like, that's Jonathan. You've known him for like three weeks. You've talked to him like four or five times. And I was like, I have? <laughs> what? <laughs> so break out the guns, boys. If you got them, throw them down because <laughs> ladies like to see him. Just saying, you can't see. I guess you can see those on a dating app, but that's super douchey, right? Like if you saw a guy who's like, <laughs> like a picture, Would I don't know. I don't do dating apps. I don't understand how technology works. So that's, that's a thing how fun uh there was one other thing you said you said weed and ice cream wave of the future um i was making pumpkin pot ice cream in like 2002 so (laughs) it's really easy oh here's here's a life hack for everybody if you want to make your own ice cream and you don't actually want to do it you just take eggnog and put it in an ice cream machine it's just liquid ice cream. I'm sorry, not everything's funny, but sometimes you learn here on Pam Comedy Clubhouse. It's also really easy to put weed into that because then you just add it, either weed butter or weed cream, and you just add it and melt it down. It's very easy and put it in there. Meow, meow, meow. Add a little pumpkin to that too, a little pumpkin can, put it in there. And then you got it going on. Life hacks. Over here. Uh, Mike Spiegelman's writing it down. He's like, oh yeah, pumpkin pot ice cream. <laughs> and then my my daughter's gonna be old enough soon. We can bond over this shit. It's gonna be great. We'll do a, a little afternoon together. Yay. Speaking of afternoons, that you wanna well which you guys wanna rocham or you gotta get out of here, you wanna go? Yeah, here we go. Your next comedian is like, I'm so excited he's here. Uh, he's one of the best comedians in the Bay. And I don't just say that because he's won like contests and shit like that. So other people say it too. Yay! You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together right now for Joey Avery!
1: Yes.
5: Fuck yeah. Thank you, Pam. Boom. I'm going to start off with some crowd work. I'm not. Um, I'm not. I will say this. Uh, much like... Jesus, uh, I am a great person. Um, I believe in good things. I believe in charity. I think giving is important. I think it's important when you give to just give for the good of it, not to be grandiose. Like, I'm not the type of person that would need to just whip out a $20 bill, okay, and show everyone in the room that I have it and that I'm in such a place in my life that I'm willing to just boom put that in there okay I don't need people to I don't need the fanfare I don't need the fanfare okay I do it cuz I'm a good person I don't need people to know when I give okay I think about other people I think about what other people are I don't think about myself all the time I am uh, sensitive enough to notice that Zach Wiseman's probably doing heroin in that bathroom, I'm sensitive enough to know why the fuck has he been in there um that long it's I, what yeah, oh yeah, 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 probably worked on that prolapsed anus that he Facebook messaged me about, maybe some of you as well. I know it was a mass send someone else got it too um good i um <coughs> I, I, one of my friends is a football coach and, uh, he saw my act, which is sometimes unsavory And, and I'm a good friend of his. And I was like, dude, let me fucking talk to your team. I would be a great speaker. And he was like, no, I will never let you talk to my football team. And I was like, that's fucking bullshit. I would be great at that. I love talking to young men who are feeling subordinate. I feel like that's great. That's a great audience because they'll go along with anything that you say. Comedy crowds are hard. I want that, those kids after a fucking win. You know, when they're excited, they're like, yeah. And I can be like, yeah, get in here, boys. That's a good team win. That's a good team win. Grab a teammate. Huddle up real quick. All right, real quick. Dicks out for coach. Real quick. Pull those dicks out. Show coach what you're working with. We want to see some skin here. I feel like that would be fun cuz you know there'd be one guy who's like, "Hey, hold on. What are you know, what the fuck are we doing?" and then the team captain would get up and be like, "Hey! You heard that, man? We're a team. You pull those dicks out for coach. Go Penn State." Um, it would be, oh. <laughs> there, there he is. That's a fucked up cuz I <laughs> <that's a, laughs> That is fucked up. I feel like it's been long enough When horrible things happen and you stop connecting with it, it just becomes a joke. I know that's like a well, like known concept, but like, like if I watched a documentary about that last week, I wouldn't be able to make the joke. But I haven't, so you know. I remember when I was in seventh grade, people like got caught wind of Holocaust jokes. Sorry, and they and they would say because you know it's seventh grade. It's like let's be edgy. They would make horrible, horrible. I'm not gonna repeat the jokes now, um, but they would make horrible jokes about that shit. And then I watched—I like joined world history class, and I watched like Schindler's List. And I was like, "We gotta stop making these jokes." Welcome, welcome to the party. How you doing? Good, good. I i am not gonna make it weird for you um, yet. I will very soon. Uh, let's see. I just got 23 uh, and Me. And I'm pretty, yeah, I was interested at first, and now I'm very upset because I found out it's not an orgy. I'm um, upsetting. Now I'm way less excited to find out what ethnicities I get. Uh, I was so excited, now I'm like, oh, all white, what is this? A country club, that's not exciting. Um, would be, the idea, I think the idea of an orgy is, sorry, this is I built up to this, I promise. Uh, <laughs> I think the idea of an orgy is interesting because it's like, I like sex. I like people. Seems great. Like the idea of an orgy I can get down with, but I feel like the I wouldn't want to have sex with anyone else that was also down for an orgy. You know, like I feel like the type of person that would do that excludes me from wanting to do it. What I'm saying is I don't trust people in Birkenstocks. That is what I'm saying. They're too comfortable. They get too comfortable. Too fast. Um, I also don't like sharing. I don't think that would work. That's why the share economy is great. Because unless you like have an Airbnb or drive Lyft, you're just taking it's just to take shit, you're like, you're you're a bully on, actually, for a very reasonable price. I'm up in people's fucking houses, shitting in their toilets, sleeping naked in their beds. It's amazing. Um, I, I recently moved in with my girlfriend, I know, off the table, um, bummer, <laughs> sorry, Boris, no, su- no sweet butt loving for you tonight will there be. <laughs> Actually, side note, I think, I think it's funny how people consider uh, butt sex as like a nasty thing. It's kind of, be- like, I think it's a beautiful thought that someone would love me so much that they would want to take me as a suppository. Like, I only do that with my favorite drugs. I feel like that's a beautiful sentiment. <laughs> Just the purest form. They want a, a rush of Joseph right into their bloodstream. That's a beautiful that's a beautiful thing. That's a that's a high compliment. Anyway, I moved in with my girlfriend. Um, and it's interesting cuz now I have to be the man of the house. That's a new position for like I like I mean she still builds everything. She's way handier. But uh, but like the other night we heard a noise and we both kind of like pulled the covers up and I was like, "Oh, that's me. I have to go get that now. I have to go monster hunting. The only security I used to ever need was a blanket. That was all that I needed. Now I have to go out in the middle of the night. That's horrifying. It's, it's interesting. I used to live with a fucking manly or man. He did martial arts. We'd hang his fucking black belts in the hallway. People wouldn't fuck with us. We had a guard dog. It was great. I miss living with a dog, especially one that someone else took care of. That's a good deal, right? I didn't like. I didn't clean up its poo or pee. I literally would just get high and just fucking look at it. I'll just be like, "Why is this wolf living in my house right now, staring at me?" I do like thinking about how we got dogs because it is fascinating. And the way we got dogs is we literally took like the nicest wolves that would come hang out with us, and then we fed them and we made them bang, and now we have poodles, and that's a beautiful thing because it allows me to realize what type of person I'm gonna be uh, if the aliens come. You know, y'all can fight, okay? I'm wagging my ass around to the doggy door on the mothership like, do you want to play fetch? I'll do anything to survive. I'll drink out of a bowl, I'll wear a seasonal festive bandana. I don't give a fuck. I am a survivor, okay? That's a good life. I just go for walks all day, get fed free food. Oh, and I'm forced to mate with the most cute and nice human beings. Wow, those are the qualifications. I'm a good boy, <laughs> all right? I am down with that. And fuck aliens, by the way. If the Russians come, I'm giving up, okay? I'm a survivor. I'll wear a furry hat and paint wooden dolls. I don't give a shit. Nostrovia. Is that right? Fuck yeah, dude. You're Russian? Have you, did you ever live in Russia, or you just have Russian descent? When did you move here? Fucking spy, dude. This is it. The Americans, you think I haven't seen that program? Yeah, the long game, very smart, dude. Nice try, Putin. I know you're fucking listening on Facebook. (laughs) Do you think they're really on Facebook, taking our shit? Do you think that's happening? I don't really care. (laughs) It's up in my friend request, dude. I don't give a shit. I love how all the bots are like, I would make sex to you. I'm like, seems pretty legit. I don't know. It's worth a shot. You're at home. Like, you haven't seen a human being. If you've been inside of your house for over 24 hours and you get that friend request, there's a lot of dudes that are like, it's possible, all right? Like, let's just ride this thing out. People do think it's possible. I fucking, I get it. I get it. It's worth a shot. Um... Let's do, let's do politics huh? Let's fucking who'd you guys vote for? <laughs> I'm kidding I think we know um we're all here I I it's interesting talking about politics as a comedian because you do learn very quickly what shit people don't want to hear coming out of your face you know especially with this fe- in this city like if I was like, hey, do you guys want to know what I think about feminism? You'd be like, no, we don't want to hear that. That said, you guys want. Well, all right, we're gonna do it. Um, when there's a lot of people, that's like a nice moment. It like builds into it. Um, I. <laughs> it is interesting though, because I have been observing the debate on Facebook, and I feel like there's different tiers to the feminist argument. There's one that's like, we just want equality, and we want recognition for the disadvantage that we've been put in, especially in the professional space. Very, I don't understand how you can argue against that. It doesn't make sense. But then there's that like VIP gold level shit that's like, actually, as a feminist, fuck all men, you guys suck, we're better than you. And fair enough. I understand that argument. I think every woman should absolutely feel that way. I think all women should feel that they are better than men in every single way, because I'm telling you, as a man, I think that we're better, okay? And that's just because I root for the home team. Like, I live in San Francisco, I'm a Giants fan. People in LA shouldn't agree with that. I wear the orange and black, go Giants. I'm wearing a penis. Go boys, <laughs> right? Like That's why I love the pussy hat. It's like, let's get merch going, okay? Y'all get that. We'll get a foam finger that's shaped like a cock and balls, and we'll be like, go boys, and you'll be like, go girls, and we'll come together. It's the beauty of sport. Yes, I fucking fixed it. Boom, mutiny radio, where history is made. Um, fuck yeah. I do think... I. It is, I, I, some, I don't know, I'm torn on if it's a really divided time or if it's not as divided as we think. Because like sometimes you see shit and you're like, what the fuck? But then most of the time when you talk to people, you're like, I feel like most people are cool. Like When people are like, it's the most divisive time ever, I'm like, yeah, you're on Facebook. Like There's shit on there you're not supposed to see. You're not supposed to know what that dude from your algebra class 16 years ago thinks about gun control not supposed to be in your brain, might be fucking with you a little bit. That's what I think. But who knows? It is a a crazy time. We have weapons that could kill all of us immediately, and we put the dude from The Apprentice in charge of them. We might go out, right? Like I think about, even if we did, I feel like we've had a very good run. You know, we're a heavy metal species. We might fucking die young. We might go Jimi Hendrix on this shit, th- throw up in our own mouth, die young, enjoy Woodstock, okay? We're fucking partying right now. Dinosaurs live forever. They never learn how to mass produce a Toyota Corolla. We're in uncharted territory. Enjoy the fucking party. It's fun. It's a, f- it's a cool time to be alive. People used to be so much dumber, I think. <laughs> like, if you think about like how warfare has... Gotten. I mean, now you look at the shit we have. We fucking night vision and secret planes, and bombs and all this shit. And it's like not that long ago when America was founded, the most feared army in the world wore bright red coats and employed a trumpet player to let you know they were coming. That is a horrible fucking war strategy. Like, that's how we live, is Paul Revere had enough time to ride around an entire city being like, yeah, the uh, people in red coats are coming, and everyone's like, yeah, we heard the fucking trumpet, okay, wake us up when the woodwinds start, we're going to be fine. People burned witches at the stake, because they didn't know what was going on. Although that might be one of those weird historical things where everyone's like, what was happening? People were crazing. Or what if that's why we don't have witches? Is it possible that that was the greatest success in eradication in human history, and that is why black magic no longer dominates us? I think so. I think, I think absolutely so. I stand by that one. <laughs> All right, what else we got here? I, um, oh, do you guys want to hear one, a joke? Well, all right. <laughs> I hate prefacing jokes, but I, I, I'm going to do a joke from like the first year that I was in San Francisco. I don't hear it. Uh, well, guess what, Zach? You come out here and you play with the rest of us, or you sit there and time out and you mind your fucking business. I don't hear it. <laughs> Wait, is he over there? No oh! <laughs> Dude, I thought you were in the bathroom the whole time. You, yeah. Zach is one of the arguments that like maybe witches still do exist. I don't know what the fuck this person is. He's a creature of the night. I feel like I feel like... yeah, you don't want to fucking listen to this. You don't fucking get to, Zach. Good. Good. Now. We can have some fun. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> my thought process was that healthcare is incredibly expensive, and I feel like it's, it's, become, it's become really boring and gauche to fucking show up to, in Vegas, okay, in a limousine. If you really want to show people you're getting fucking paid, you should show up in an ambulance. Right? Imagine that. Get pulled out on a stretcher. Start throwing fucking pills in the air. People be like, oh my God, is that Lipitor? <laughs> I bet his plan is fucking huge. You'd be like, that's right, bitch. I've got a room at the Kaiser Permanente. Let's get that dick wet. I feel like that is a fun joke. I used to be a much better writer. I used to be... When I feel like when I watch early things, I'm like, I used to sit down... And really right. I mean, and now I'm like, well, oh, this is a fucking concept. It's probably already great. Um, yeah, fucking lazy piece of shit looking at his notes. He's done it all. Um, let's see. this is This is a fun one. I uh spoiler alert. I don't know what happens after we die. I know that's why you came to Mutiny Radio tonight. I don't have the answer. You can ask for a refund. Uh, you probably can't, though. But uh, just kidding. I don't work here. I uh, The views of this uh, are not the views. I fucking haven't listened to the radio in long enough for that. Um, but I have one request, one humble request that I would like for me after I go. I would just like to know my stats it's a reasonable request i just want a nice baseball card of me on the front just in my prime fucking naked chiseled fig leaf right because god created it but everyone's coy about a limp penis (laughs) but i want to know my fucking stats i'm out here doing shit all day how much shit am i doing what if i'm living a remarkable life that nobody knows about can you imagine that? stuff? looking at the new people. <laughs> you look at me.
4: I have been up here fucking slaving away.
5: Working to f- draw laughs, grinding water out of a fucking stone. Boris,
1: get off your phone.
5: <laughs> I'm exuding a lot of fucking confidence and moral righteousness for someone who is going to leave right after my set that is just where I'm at right now but I don't give a fuck dude I run this radio (laughs) that's fucking right dude welcome to the jungle suck my dick dude I'm kidding um welcome how you doing doing good fucking leather dude nice dude's gonna fuck tonight I am down, dude. I am down. Let's fucking party. I think San Francisco changed me. This is the first time I've worn this shirt in two years. Because I was like, is it cultural appropriation? Like, what? And then finally I was like, no, it's a fucking cool shirt, okay? It's fine. You think that they wouldn't want me to be wearing their beautiful patterns? The people of fucking... Brandy mill. I don't know where the fuck this came from. Um, it was a gift for my girlfriend, who hates Native Americans. No, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of like romanticism towards the the Native American way of life, and rightfully so. Like I was. Don't raise your eyebrow at me. Look, Boris. I don't know where I'm going with this either. Okay, <laughs> that's not what this is about. Don't have. F- Faith in me, but fuck you. (laughs) Have faith in me, okay? Because I was thinking about this the other day, and... like, there is this 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 wholesomeness with the earth where it's like, you know what? Like, when I die, I want to just get buried in the earth and, like, become life again. And, like, when Native Americans would kill an animal, they would use every single part of it. They would use the bones as, like, spoons. And a lot of people are like, that's how I would like to go. I would like to be used. I would like my body to go back into the system of life. And that's, like, a beautiful thing until you consider that, like, You would not be down if the dude who murdered you wore your skin. (laughs) I feel like that goes right out the window with that concept. But I'll leave you on that beautiful note. Thank you very much, Pam. You're the shit. Enjoy the rest of the
2: show. Joey Avery is wearing a Navajo blanket shirt. Yes. Navajo, I believe, is that pattern. Supposed to Urquay I learned something this week actually that Eskimo is a slur they are the Inuit people and there's a couple of them there's like the peewump or something we just made up Eskimo because we saw a word that looked like it was like E-Y-E it was like Eskimo and we're like okay that's the word Anyways, Americans! Yay, Joey Avery! Yay! I'm so glad you talked about origins. Yeah, you can clap for Joey Avery. He did 20 minutes. That so was great! Yay! Oh, don't forget your book. We have so many of these at Mutiny Radio, and I just I can't even roll joints out of them. Like I don't know what to do with comics notebooks. I get them, and I'm like, uh, I, this none. This is worthless to me. It's like it says like, every page is like your mom. I'm like, yeah, I know. Sorry, uh, joke writing, yay. Uh, ladies in the house, thanks for being here, hooray. Woo, are you ladies feminists? Sure. Awesome. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thank you. It's like the precept of feminism. I think that's like the first thing. I don't know a lot about it either. I think we're in like the fourth wave of feminism. I'm not even sure. All I know is that there's a lot of women who read books and like didn't have kids and studied in the 50s and 60s and 70s, so that I can stand up on stage and talk about my butthole? <laughs> it's good, it's good stuff. You couldn't do that in the 60s. You couldn't get up on stage. They'd arrest you. They're like, you can't talk about your butthole. Ha ha. Uh, I'm 43 years old. And uh, people ask me all the time, like, what's your least favorite body part? First, that's a terrible question to ask a woman. Uh, secondly, I feel pretty good about what's going on here. Like, I don't have the bye bye arms yet, you know, the, when you wave and the other party room goes bye bye and shakes. And I, you know, I kind of, my thighs are okay and I like my butt. But what I don't like, uh, I don't like getting banged from behind because I hate my butthole. It, it, looks, it looks like a bunch of worms trying to escape a hungry robin. It looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's like, poof, it's like meaty, it's very scary. It's very scary, yay, feminism, yay! How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, 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 cats! Okay, I have an alternate punchline for that. And it, 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 How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Hold on, let me knock my dick out of this feminist mouth and we'll ask her. You guys like one better. I don't know. It's always hard to tell whether people like one or two better. It's, uh, I don't know, good times. I don't. Okay. Sometimes, real talk, I go number two, and it's so big, it curls around the bowl. You guys, I go number six. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's big. I get it done. <laughs> Eat a lot of food. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's, 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 it's one of my favorite kid jokes. I was babysitting a small child the other day and he was like, Nanny, Pammy, me tell me a joke. And I was like, mm. <laughs> and I didn't want to tell him the poop joke because it just, I just thought it was too easy. Uh, um, I, so I went with a fart joke instead. Your next comedian. Oh, someone—he's going to—he's going to the, he's gonna hide in the bathroom for a while. I guess Zach's going to hide outside for a while. That means you're up next. Hey, what a lovely human being he is. You're going to love him up so much. Put your hands together for Roman Leo.
6: Oh my God, Pam! Thank you. You're amazing. I love your butthole. That was amazing. I get those skin tags slash genital warts checked out. Uh, what an amazing butthole, you guys. The shit, your shit, that's impressive. When it curls around, Dr. Oz would be proud. Yes. Oh, my God. I wish you were my roommate. Maybe, do you do dishes? My roommates don't do dishes. I'm almost 40. I'm 42, and uh, my roommates, they don't clean the floors. They don't clean the, the dishes. They don't clean the toilets. And you know what you do? You, what you do to get your roommates to clean the toilet is you leave a small nugget of shit on the toilet seat, and they will clean it. It works for the dishes. And then they're like, Roman, why did the dog shit in the sink? And I was like, No, it was me. It was me. I clean. You guys. There we go. Are we happy that fucking uh, the Matthew McConaughey's uh, alter ego that drank somebody's blood and shrank and and got younger is gone? Oh, my God. He pulled it out at the end, but that was intense. Intense, you know. The, uh, man, it's funny. I hate hear, listening to him talk about feminism more than anything I've ever hated in my entire life. I would rather c- commit suicide. What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We got guests. Isn't it turning? In, you walked in here and you were like, holy shit, we're going to perform for the rain. Uh and, and then now it's acid rain. Uh, I used to drive Uber, you guys, at the door. You get, come in an Uber, door people? I'm just talking right to you, there's nobody here. Okay, yeah. I used to drive Uber when the money was good, but now I just sell my blood. Did I work for a, they'll give you 60 to $200 depending on how much you have. <laughs> yeah. Zach went for food. Uh, we're having a good fucking time, aren't we, Zach? Isn't this what you dreamed of when you moved from Las Vegas or wherever it was? Oh, my God, Zach. I was talking to uh, uh, Moon the other day, and she was saying that she would never let a person uh, uh, ejaculate inside her unprotected, even if she was married, because she's like, I don't want a man to have that much pleasure at my expense. And I was like, holy shit. You are some kind of a cum bigot. This is, probably hate black people. That is, wow. I was like, man, crush ab- abated, aborted, or whatever. Not into that anymore. What's up, Moon? I hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> hey, you ever tried this one? I know you don't have any trouble, but like, you ever hear this thing if you wear knee-high socks or thigh-highs that it's easier to orgasm because you don't have cold feet if you're a woman? Ever hear that? It's a study. They did a study. They accidentally found that out. And, uh, I was, every time a woman puts on socks during sex, I'm like, what do you want me to come on your feet? This is, you know, there's like men come into socks, women need them for orgasm. I don't know. I hate it. It's like a TEDx except cool because fuck TEDx, right? We don't need an old guy telling us how to fold a paper towel twice because of the interstitial pressure. Is that the thing? It dry, dry your fucking hands on your shirt, old man. Huh? Yeah, I like to be at Mutiny Radio because I like to surround myself with ambitious people. <laughs> no, I like to surround myself with friends. If you surround yourselves with ambitious Microsofties, then it's just like, I feel like that would just be like surrounding your every social person in your group as a person of jealousy and hatred. You know what I mean? Like they don't, ambitious, they don't like each other. They're stabbing. I don't get that advice. I'd rather hang out with Boris. Um, <laughs> that's what you should call yourself. If people think you're Italian. Anybody else? I have a anybody you like, babies? No, okay, whatever. Uh, people will tell you a baby is a gift from God when they don't want to say who the father is. I'm like, gift from God? That looks like Fred from the tire store next door. That, oh my god, I have a vasectomy, which is weird because I can't believe women believe you when you say it. You know, there's no test. They don't, a vasectomy is weird. It was like the doctor will rub antibiotics into your area just long enough for me to get aroused. And it's like, hey, babe, I got that vasectomy and I'm going out with Dr. Tatanchi next week. This is weird. This is fucking weird. And then your roommates make fun of you. They're like, you yeah, got weak cum. Do you even come, bro? Do you even come? And I'm like, look, fucking uh, Joey Avery. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Semen comes from your prostate, ladies. It's just like diet cum or like, you know, cum zero or uh, diet, sperm, cherry, cum. Too, a little too much. I, for some reason, it's really, it's life affirming to talk about that. I don't know. I'm, I had you on the orgasm stuff and then now she's, she went into her, she disassociated. Um, I'm kidding whatever it's a little bit there's a little too much uh, I'm not used to used to looking at people um, <clears throat> see look at. I'm having a much better time with Mike that is an amazing salmon colored shirt I wonder if he even knows that it's salmon <laughs> dude that shirt's good for your brain first laugh out of Boris for the day impressive i count laughs that's my little laugh counter (laughs) this is how i imagine when i'm like that i'm crushing (laughs) one of my roommates uh caught a mouse in a glue trap and he's like roman can you please come help me with the mouse you know and the mouse is all like you know i'm just like come on dude just get a fucking bucket filled with water drown the mouse cry for 30 seconds you won't, you know, it'll be over. There was a woman back in Ohio that lived in my parents' block that she was 80 years old. She got arrested because there was a, a deer, a fawn, a Bambi that was eating her flowers. She beat that deer to death with a shovel. All right? Like, that's one one thousandth of a weight of a deer, a mouse. How can you start the revolution if you can't, you know? How did you defend a woman that does that? Uh, she's from a different time, you know? The lawyer's like, did you, did you fear for your life? And she's like, eh, I was feared for my petunias. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's going to go
5: better for you if you said you fear for your life.
6: Uh. Uh, one of my other roommates has a, a snake and a 21 year old girlfriend and a two year old, and he has sex with his girlfriend in front of the two year old and the snake. And I feel bad for the snake. We have a rooster. And the other yard that's blind and insane because it doesn't know when the sun comes up and it goes all day long. That's a weird one. I was a little... (sighs) 16 dogs in the other yard, big dogs, little dogs. (laughs) Every time the police go by, they sound like they're all trying to get arrested. It's like the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, like a Fukushima sound and wonder. Who knows? I assume they're all pit bulls. Uh, <clears throat> I saw a sign recently it said drive high get a DUI I'm like we need a sign now California we've been high this entire time <laughs> right remember like 2006 it was like buzz driving is drunk driving and I was like I'm buzzed I'll drive it's cool <laughs> right and then and then that, I saw that sign I was like it's uh, the billboard it was like uh, later right yeah wait I, did I fuck that up yeah, yeah. alright in the 80s in the 80s, it was like, friends don't let friends drive drunk. And I was like, I'm buzzed, I'll drive. 2006, we saw, I, was, I saw the sign. It said, buzz driving is drunk driving. And I was like, OK, I'll pull over as soon as I get off the Bay Bridge. It's sh- a weird time to learn something from a billboard. I shouldn't have had those three racer fives on an empty stomach. OK. It doesn't, doesn't work if uh, you fuck it up. But true story. Um. One of my roommates got divorced at 23, married at 21, and I was like, dude, you don't get to be sad. That is not a marriage. You are just stupid. That is... uh, The part inside me that loves is dead, and so I like to hear you laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Got another one. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. I forgot you could be quiet on the radio. Mm. but uh yeah i once i once i was i was swiping and I, I saw this woman and she said polyamorous uh snake or i feel like a repetitive i said snake twice snake around this is a true story snake around her waist like a belt and uh i was excited but it turns out polyamorous just means she wanted to talk about her boyfriend for two hours on the date you know i was like get the fuck out of here i just like immediately started messaging somebody else before i left the restaurant Because that's what you can do if you're having a bad date. It's like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, I'm knitting and making goat milk cheese on painkillers. And I was like, sold. We lived together for two years. And uh, (coughs) she threw me out. It was great. Uh, Right? That was the end of that story. I sent her a text on her birthday and nothing, got nothing. It was just a cake and a smiley emoji, you know? Right? It was all, yeah. We're on the air. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice... The humidity is nice. I'm from Cleveland. Uh, Humidity reminds me of Cleveland. You can hear it in my voice. I took my mom... I say mom. I took my mom to the pond to get hot dogs. That's my job. (laughs) If I don't like the weather, I'm like, fuck this fog. People are like, it's fog. I'm like, fog. (laughs) They're like, you're a homophobe. I'm like, (laughs) fuck. Right? I think I proved that one. Uh, moving here from uh, there, moving to Oakland, helped fulfill my every dream of moving to California while staying in Cleveland. It's like a Cleveland of getting your car broken into constantly. In San Francisco, three times a month, right? What do they steal? People ask less and less each time. My car is like a take a penny, leave a car at this point. The police will leave a note on your windshield that says a crime happened here. Like, I know a crime happened here. All my earth, wind, and fire cities are missing. This is bullshit. <laughs> This is bullshit. Fucking cop comes up to me. He's fucking wearing a beard. Since when did cops start wearing beards? He's like, hey, I have a beard. We have a beard. You should t- We should talk. I'm like, I would rather shave my beard. <laughs> I was talking to a hobo next to the liquor store. There's one on every block. That's right. I uh, don't have money gun stores here, but it's all liquor stores. He said, I look like a youthful Vietnam vet. Uh, He said, I look like a Civil War ghost. He said, I look like a homeless gladiator. He said, I look like I was born in an adult bookstore. Just roasted the shit out of me. He said, I look like I get my hair cut in Guitar Center. (laughs) He was like, are you gender neutral? I can't tell. He said, uh, he's, he was like, Hey, I got a gay friend that looks just like you. And he gets lots of dick, hell of a dick. And then I was like, I was like, come on, dude. Oh my God. It's getting better. Want to hear uh, my impression of a uh, job of the hut, uh, deciding what to do on a Friday night.
3: Bukkake! <laughs> <laughs> Eso no jaba,
6: <laughs> Anyway, that's gross. Um, I'm happy you guys are here. I used to be a lonely kid, you guys. My name is Roman. I was lonely. Now I get to perform stand-up comedy for millennials. <sighs> I kind of figured out why I was lonely, and it's probably because none of my friends were alive yet. I'm just running around poking holes in condoms. I need friends. (laughs) Don't shop at the Walgreens near my house, you guys. You like edgy humor, sir, with the coffee? Edgy humor? One time I told my mother I was suicidal, and she said, prove it. I was like, zing, mom, ouch. She was like, picture, it didn't happen. I was like, fuck, I never should have accepted your friend request. (laughs) Right? If you're going to do it, if you're going to commit suicide, you should... Do it, I think, in the Bay Bridge because, oh, Destination Suicide, San Francisco, come on. Do it on the bar tracks and then maybe a thousand <laughs> Lyft drivers will make an extra $50. <laughs> <laughs> I don't endorse all the things that I say. Notice how much better it was when everybody walked in than when Joey was on stage. <laughs> there's more people, but, you know. Um, there's a snake. I said snake three times now. My fucking hygienist, Uh, she's like cleaning my teeth. And I was like, ouch, could you stop? And then she just stopped. And I was like, you're fake cleaning my teeth this entire time? She didn't kick in more. You got to pay for fake cleaning and x-rays with no reason? Anyway, I'm a little distracted. You guys, where do you guys come from? You been partying? Getting fucked up? No. Oh, I love ice cream! You ever try uh, affogato? Affogato, yeah? Yeah? No, it's a dessert. It's uh, it's vanilla with a little shot of espresso over the top and it is heaven. It reminds me of like my favorite drug experience, which hits Ambien, <laughs> you know? You could just go to sleep and go right to heaven on Ambien. I don't like alcohol because it makes me tired. Marijuana makes me tired. Xanax, tired. Opiated hash, tired. Heroin, tired. I did cocaine like three or forty times. And it gave me insomnia, which makes me tired. <laughs> That's what happens so when you look like me and a guy follows you into the bathroom is to seduce you with cocaine. <laughs> three it's only I only like five times that I did coke, but oh man, I said that on the radio. But uh three of those times was with that one guy that runs the show in the East Bay and he, was follow, he would always follow me and I'm like ah, why are you stuffing cocaine in my yeah, face I think that's reasonable uh, I drove here in a van that I bought from uh, one of my roommates uh, who's like 22 uh, and he was like I'm gonna this is worth $100 a pick and pull and I was like dude just cause the radiator's busted and the transmission is gone and you have to shift from dr- drive to reverse to L to 3 to park back to reverse. I can get six more fucking months out of this thing, you fucking (laughs) millennial idiot. Got divorced uh, in his early 20s. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I never should have taken that lawyer's advice when he was like, I got divorced. He's like, go to a meetup and now I live with a bunch of divorced guys. It's like, if you really work hard for like three years in a roommate situation, you can... Uh, you can build strong relationships with a bunch of guys in your twenties, and that's where I was headed, right? That's what the life. Which way does it go? I don't know. It's weird. I Remember, I had some momentum, and then I just started experimenting. <laughs> um. Uh, I went to. I uh, we gotta get out of here, though. Was, I hope that that was pleasant. Um, <laughs> I was in Berkeley right before the election on a, at a Halloween party, the big election, and uh, there's a woman in Berkeley, and she was very upset about the potential for civil war, civil unrest. She said the word redneck, looked at me, and apologized. <laughs> I was like, Berkeley, I'm woke. I bought this camouflage boxer briefs at a boutique in Elmwood, I promise. It's just stylish. Um. I want to believe that, Pam, that Muni Radio could maybe, through whether through improv or storytelling or stand-up comedy that I'm doing right now, solve global warming. And then I think about how many years as a society did it take us to figure out how to put two wheels on a suitcase. And then I think some more about how many years longer it took us to figure out how to put four wheels on a suitcase. I think we went to the moon first. I th- we're going to get there. I'm just going to have to carry that suitcase to the moon. I think that's what's going to take. And Pam Benjamin's going to help us out. Thank you guys very much. My name is Roman Leo. <laughs>
2: No, the moon landing was not real, ha we've never been there. Yay, the Van Allen belt, okay. Uh, I was married too and I was divorced, just like Roman Leo. And I don't know about you guys, has anyone else been married or divorced? Married, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I was married, I got my first STD. Yeah, that's sexually transmitted debt, you guys. I didn't even know we had $15,000 of credit card debt. No idea, it's mine now, whoop-de-doo. It's not mine. We're divorced. It's fine. I'll never get I'll never get married again because what's the point? I don't have any money. What would anybody want from me? There's no dowry. There's nothing there's nothing here. Uh, yay. Uh, your next comedian, you guys, are you ready for some edgy motherfucking shit? He is one of my favorite people on the San Francisco comedy scene for so many reasons. Uh, You guys are gonna love him. He's one of those crazy Sylvan nuts. He's everything, he's an artist, he's a beautiful artist. I don't think we have any of his art up today. I think there's a piece back there. Uh, But he's so funny and you guys are gonna be, uh, it's gonna be fun. (laughs) Everybody, Zach Wiseman, yay!
4: uh so I've spent the day uh smoking heroin and taking naps and then waking up to shit massively every like twenty five minutes it's I don't feel good, so I might have to take a break here and go shit uh probably twelve times <clears throat> I was in the uh tenderloin earlier and I saw one of the bus stops advertisements uh it was a it was an ad, it was the guy at the doctor and it said, it said underneath it said uh uh, I I need uh, help with my Hep C, but I don't want to stop using. And I was like, these people really know their their market. They're <laughs> putting these things up in the exact right spot. And then I took down the name of the hospital because I have Hep i I'm not going to stop using. You know what I mean? Now ah, you guys get it? No? All right. I found out that if uh, you just tell people that you're racist, uh, they will overlook all of your other personality flaws. Every single one. Like, if you're tired of your roommates yelling at you about the dishes, you'd be like, Yeah, I'm racist. They'd be like, Of course, that piece of shit doesn't do the dishes. <laughs> racist fucking. <sighs> All I'm saying is uh, if you're tired of being like stinky Tom or whatever your name is, you could be racist Tom. You know, you have options. <sighs> I'm not racist, I'm a nihilist. Uh, they, they don't go together, you know what I mean? You can't be like, oh, I don't think anything matters except the color of your skin. This doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But I'm a really respectful nihilist, you know? <laughs> I firmly believe that none of this means anything in any kind of real uh, framing, but uh, you can believe whatever you want, you know? That's fine, you know, do your own thing, but it doesn't matter, no, it's you're good. You guys know what the worst part about doing heroin is? Nothing. There's no bad parts. It makes you stronger, faster, more productive, better at math. People don't tell you that. Like, look at this skin. Great skin. When I was 12, riddled with acne. Fucking pizza face. Turned 13, started doing heroin. Put this shit on TV, you know what I mean? Yeah, but what about the withdrawal, Zach? What about heroin withdrawals? You know what the cure for heroin withdrawals are? It's heroin. It's its own fucking cure. That's a miracle. I was talking to this guy one night, and he was like, I'm gonna kill myself tonight, Zach, and I'm not one to talk people out of suicide. I'm like, you're getting out? Good for you, man. I wish I was as brave as you. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting there just asking him questions. Like, how are you gonna do it? He's like, well, I got this bottle of pills here. I'm gonna eat all these pills, and then I'm gonna die. I was like, so you're really going to kill yourself? Huh? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, have you ever tried heroin before? He said, no, I have not tried heroin. So I gave him half of all the heroin I had on my person at the time, and uh, that man is alive today. I saved his life through heroin. Praise be unto heroin, guys. That's all I'm saying. All things are possible through heroin. All I'm saying is like, if you are uh, gonna kill yourself, like really you've thought about you're gonna kill yourself, you have a fucking superpower. Like nobody can do anything to you because you will just, you're gonna kill yourself. You're fucking invincible. So uh, take some risks, you know what I mean? I really like drugs. (laughs) I'm I'm a big fan. It sucks realizing that one of your strongest suits, like one of your best talents is drug use. Because then you're like, I guess, you know, I'll make you proud, Mom. This is, I'm going for it. <laughs> I am, I'm really good at drugs. Like, uh, I can do cocaine and shut the fuck up at the same time. Like, simultaneously. <laughs> Which uh, I had previously not thought was possible. It's terrifying how good I am at drugs. <laughs> like, where are these repercussions? Somebody... I stop doing drugs, and I'm less productive, not as happy. I'm like, My life just gets drastically worse via sobriety, This is not good. I, I, I imagine I'm just going to be doing great for a while and then just plummet off a cliff. Like I'm just going to have a stroke, and my whole face is going to go limp. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. It, something has to happen. This is not—it can't be good. There's no way. I've been told my whole life that this is impossible. I used to be a drunk. I was a really bad drunk for a long time. Uh, and then I did some acid and now I'm not. (laughs) Explain that shit to me. (laughs) Now I drink responsibly. I'll have like two whiskeys and be like, no, I'm fine. That's not supposed to happen. It's not how, so I don't know. Do acid, acid is a fucking miracle drug. People are terrified of acid uh, because they, uh, one, are not in touch with who they really are and two, are terrified of crazy thoughts. But they're just crazy thoughts. You just, gotta, you just let it pass, and then you'll have normal thoughts again. Like uh, one time, I had the thought, I was sitting there I was tripping balls, I had the thought, don't tell the Tuesday ducks about the Sunday ducks. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's objectively a fucking insane thought. <laughs> but I realized it was an insane thought, and then I just giggled like a little kid. It was fucking beautiful. So you just got to write that shit out, you know? Another time I was on acid, and uh, I got to experience time forwards and backwards. Like I was, I was watching some stuff, and then it was like, uh, there's going to be no real way to explain this to you fully, right? B- but it was like a tetherball, right? Like it just uh, watching time spin around the thing, and then it bounced on the pole and just started going backwards. Like I see all the things going backwards, right? Uh, and then uh, I thought everybody else in the room, all my friends, I thought they were doing it to me, right? And so what I did. Uh, is I went, I waited for like a lull in the conversation, and then I went, uh, guys, I know what you're doing. That was it, because I'm not gonna be rude to these fucking time wizards, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's a huge mistake. I just want to acknowledge that if they were doing it, I was aware of it, you know? <sighs> yeah. Uh. So I'm not suicidal, uh, but I am gonna kill myself. I just wanted to, uh, not right now. You know, I'm not gonna ruin your, night. you paid $10 for this. I'm not gonna (laughs) (laughs) But at some point, I will kill myself. Because, you know what, I I think it's ridiculous. Uh, People be like, oh, you got cancer, you got three months to live. And they'll be like, well, just dose me with radiation so this gets as horrible as possible. You know, that's ridiculous. Just fucking, you know doctors don't die in the hospital? They just die at home. They don't fucking try to prolong shit because they see how fucking terrible it is. I'm not doing that. When shit starts going south, I'm fucking putting a gun in my mouth. Well, I'm not going to do that because that's hack. You know what I mean? But I am killing myself. Like, how are you guys going to kill yourselves? <laughs> Pills. Pills? Nice. That's a good one. That's a pain-free death, you know? Are the rest of you guys going to live your whole lives like fucking cowards every goddamn second? Well, I think a great way to kill yourself, if you're considering it, uh, would be to uh, hang yourself underwater. You know, because at least one of those things is unnecessary. If you're tying rocks to your ankles, throw a noose on the pier as well. Just confuse the shit out of them. Solve that one, Monk. <laughs> I think another great way to kill yourself uh, would, be, would be to cut your wrists on a roller coaster. You know? Nice and deep, down the street, not across the road. A real fucking sprayer, you know? Just for that picture at the end, you know, be fantastic. You're making memories that day. Happy 15th, Tommy! (laughs) Look, we can't afford to get you a car next year, but it's going to be a better birthday. I can assure you of that right now. I think another great way to kill yourself, I don't think about this ever. I think another great way to kill yourself uh, would be to jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. I think that's a vastly overlooked option. Everybody jumps off, neglecting that from peak to roadway, ample distance to kill yourself. And you will die every time. No one's writing the book about surviving jumping onto asphalt, you know? You can't find a fucking consolidation of those stories anywhere. I was doing a bunch of suicide jokes one night, like a lot. Uh, (laughs) And this lady from the back of the room, like real frantic, about like 10 minutes in, she's like, uh, change the subject! And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> fucking nuh uh. What are these suicide jokes making you uncomfortable? When do you think I write them? You think I'm on a blimp eating caviar? Just like, hmm, I thought a new way to kill myself. This is a, it's a fucking coping mechanism. And she's probably uncomfortable, you know, realistically, because she knows somebody that uh, killed themselves. That's probably it, right? Uh, but maybe if she was more comfortable sitting in a room where someone's joking about suicide or moreover talking about suicide, maybe they would have talked to her instead of fucking killing themselves. You know? I didn't say that to her. I thought that would have been <laughs> across the line. But it is a valid point. Like if you, if you are less comfortable uh, and less luxury about suicide, people will fucking talk to you about it and then you give them half your heroin and they live. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, people are fucking, people say a lot of dumb shit about suicide. they like, oh, suicide, that's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And if you take the fucking suicide connotations off that, you take that out of context, that sounds like the fucking way to solve problems. Are you kidding me? Forever? Yes, that's how I want to solve all my problems, every single one of them. Like you, if you had a leak in your roof, right, your roof's leaking, and somebody's like, oh, I see your roof's leaking. Uh, what if I told you I could make that never happen again, ever for eternity, You'd be like, yes, absolutely. This asshole's offered me a 40-year warranty. Give me that Buzz Lightyear Infinity and Beyond plan, please. It's a toy story. suicide I think another dumb thing people say about suicide is, uh, they'd be like, you know, if you're feeling blue, you just got to fake it till you make it. You know, you just got to fake it till you make it. Uh, and when they say that, uh, they're implying that at some point you will make it, which is not necessarily true. They don't tell you that if you attempt to fake it till you make it, you might just live your whole life a fucking liar. Every day you just get up, oh, how you feeling? I feel great, yeah, 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 I'm glad. The kids are off at college, boy, I'm glad that storm passed. You know, I think I'm, I'm doing some new stuff with my lawn, I think I'm gonna, fuck that, fuck all of that. I say be, be honest until you shoot yourself like a goddamn American. <laughs> Is this too many suicide jokes for you? Because <laughs> I'm not gonna, no, okay. So eels are terrifying, huh? They're like zero gravity snakes. Hey, what kind of yogurt did they put on those pretzels anyway? I don't think it's yogurt. I think it's frosting. You guys like animal impressions? Good. I'm gonna do some animal impressions. Uh, if you think you know the animal, uh, guess. It's more fun if you guess. Uh, you paid $10, don't be a coward your whole life. All right. Here we go. <coughs> So, wolf. (laughs) That's a wolf. All right, I'll do another one. So, wolf. It's a different kind of wolf. (laughs) Those wolves don't even know each other. Totally different wolves. (laughs) All right, I'll do another one. I'll do another one. Coyote, (laughs) cousin of the wolf. I'm an expert on wolves, guys. I know a lot about wolves. (laughs) So, do you guys know what uh, gays and seedless grapes have in common? It was a choice. They chose to be that way, and now you gotta live with your life decisions. Hey, so I'm poor, huh? <laughs> I'm very poor. Uh, I, uh, I often shower with dish soap. Anybody do that? Shower with, uh, you just get one soap for your whole house. That's what I do. <laughs> now I'll be out of the bar later, and some chick's like, you smell nice. And I'm stupid enough to say it's because I shower with dish soap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, citrus, palm, olive, huh? Want to come back to my dumpster alcove? Uh, and I get a lot of uh, bus tickets. I get a lot of tickets for not paying for the bus because I don't ever, you know. Be like, hey, uh, well, you know you gotta pay for this. W- what's your name? And I'll be like, my name. Well, my name is Jackson Carlson. And like Jackson Carlson, huh? Real suspicious, like. And I'll be like, oh uh, yeah, that's with the K. And they're like, oh okay, because they're fucking morons. One detail, and they're like, ah, he, he must be telling the truth. He knows how to spell it. This. But I don't know if you know about those names. Uh, the name uh, Jackson implies that I'm the son of Jack. And the name Carlson implies that I'm also the son of Carl. You know, So I just told this uh, ticketing man that I have two gay fathers. That's and I think the hardest part about having two gay fathers uh, would be shopping for Father's Day. Because I already have a problem with that now. You know, I just get my dad number one dad mugs. That's what I do. You can't get both your dad's number one dad mugs. This is not how number one works. You can't even get one of your dad's number one dad mugs. Then your other dad gets m- mad. He's like, what, I'm, I take that kid to the park every Friday. We fly kites, I get him ice cream. I am the superior father. And then your house is like all catty for like a month because that's how gay dudes handle jealousy. You know what I mean? Sloth, sorry. (laughs) I was at this bar one night, uh, and this guy, he comes up to me. I'm, like, dressed really nice. He comes up to me. I'm wearing, like, a pink shirt and collar tie. He comes up. He goes, uh, what are you, gay? You're wearing a pink shirt. What are you, some kind of queer? I This guy's a fucking moron. Thinks I'm gay because I'm wearing a pink shirt. Uh, No, I'm gay because I love cock, dude. It's... (laughs) I love cock uh, so much that I want to devour all the cocks until I pass out from exhaustion, whereas I have a dream that I'm strolling through a forest of dicks with a picnic basket, but there's no food in the picnic basket. It's full of dildos and lube. Then I come across a clearing where there's a bear trying to flip over a car made of licorice because I'm dreaming. I don't know how that shit works, right? Uh, But I help him. I help him flip over this licorice car. And every turn, he bends me over the car and just starts fucking me in the ass with his giant bear cock. It's just like two foot of bear cock just ramming me in the ass, you know? And his family comes out and they're critiquing his hip movements, eating porridge. I don't know, fucking dreams. Uh... (laughs) And then he starts coming, just like gallons of bear cum getting dumped in my Like just so much bear cum that I start vomiting bear cum. You know what I mean? Well, it's like bile and then feces and then bear cum. That's how your gastrointestinal system works, right? But I start vomiting bear cum, and this turns me on so much that I start coming. But I'm so full of bear cum by this point in time that I'm coming bear cum from my dick. You know? What I mean? <laughs> and I wake up and I rub one out because that's a fantastic dream. And none of that has anything to do with shirt color, you know? (laughs) Now for a contradictory joke. Uh, (laughs) I was uh, was at this bus stop in Vegas, middle of the night, it was after some shows, and the bus system in Vegas is goddamn atrocious. Uh, You can walk across the city one hour longer than it takes the bus, you know? So I'm sitting there waiting for my bus, and this guy uh, from his car in the parking lot behind me He's like, hey, man, could I get a cigarette? And I'm a nice guy. I run up, I give him a cigarette. And I'm like, hey, dude with a car, uh, which way are you going? He's like, that way. I'm like, fucking, that's where I'm going. Uh, dude, can I get a ride home? He's like, yeah, sure, if I can suck your dick. And this confused me. I'm like, what? So I'm driving? Or like? Because in zero of my fucked up sex fantasies has the driver of the car ever blown anybody. That just doesn't. Seems unsafe. Never even occurred to me. <laughs> and part of me is like, Zach, you have dignity. Just go wait for your bus. The larger part of me is like, that's like two extra hours of sleep you can get, dude. Just come on. Let this guy blow you. Uh, even larger part of me is like, this is fucking hilarious. You have to let this guy blow you. Right? So we're driving down the road. And like halfway to the destination, he pulls off in this alley. And I could have got out then, but I'm still taking like the same bus, you know? So I'm fucked either way. Well... <laughs> I'm fucked one way, blown the other, and one of those nets me two extra hours of sleep. So I stay in the car, and then it becomes very real to me, I'm about to get a blowjob from a fat bald Mexican dude, looks like he has a stack of hot dogs glued to the back of his neck, you know what I mean? And I thought I could do better, but apparently not. And then I realize I've never pulled out a flaccid dick for a blowjob before, that just seems rude. Uh, So I'm doing mental exercise, you know, just imagine some tits and ass, and oh, it's working, I got like a half chub going but as soon as he pulls it out, like as soon as it touches his hand, it's like a vampire to sunlight. <laughs> you know, my dick's shriveling up like you poured salt on a slug. It, my, my dick's collapsing in on itself like a dying star, you know? Uh, and that's how I know I'm not gay. Like most people just figure, I field tested this. I've done the research. All right guys, I'm leaving. Have a good night.
2: <laughs> Zach Wiseman everyone, yay! I know I'll never be a heroin addict because one time I put a fentanyl patch on for like 36 hours and then I hung out with my cat and vomited a lot. So I was like, I'll never be an opiate addict. Look what we learned, yay! So we all learn lessons and that's great. It's only 25 milligrams, don't anybody worry about me. Your next comedian is all the way from New York City. It's very exciting for me. Um, I'm excited to see him, and uh, I mean, he's the big guns, everybody. Put your hands together for Lev Fair! Yes.
3: Hello, everybody. That was a very honest moment when she just forgot my name for a second. That was great. This, I'm very happy to have him here. What the fuck was his name? Uh, it was nice. How are you guys? It's good to be here. This, I've never been in a room like this in my life ever this is interesting it's good i love uh, like typically on a stage there's like a uh table to put you know like cups and shit like uh, for the comic to water there's just a jar of money <laughs> i don't know why i don't know how long it's been here i'm not sure anybody's put anything in here in the last 12 years in this jar but what's amazing is like all these comics are coming up here who have all made about seven dollars this year from a comedy and are just like eyeing this <laughs> with every joke just thinking like if I could just figure out how to make this this year and while they're doing that an inch behind them is just Jesus just watching just watching just going take the money you need this that's that's all it's an interesting room it is I feel like everybody's high in here right who's high in here by round of needles who just just clap your syringes together no uh, <laughs> let me know. I brought uh about thirty percent of the crowd tonight. This is my brother right here he's um i I know I'm shitting on I'm very actually very happy to be here you guys are very lovely. This is my brother though he's um i I think I could explain everything you need to know about him very easily. He lives here he's about to move to New York that's where I live and uh he tells me, he's like, dude, you have to help me pick a neighborhood in New York City. I don't know anything about New York. Help me pick a neighborhood. So I sent him a map of every neighborhood of New York. And I said, okay, here all of it is. You know, What do you have questions about? And he just goes, okay, okay. Uh, which neighborhood is the bitches at? <laughs> Very sincerely <laughs> asked me that. And if I wouldn't have paused for about a minute, he would have had no idea that was a wrong question to ask. But I was like, they're in the West Village. They're there. Just go there so I can sleep on your couch. Because uh, tired of sleeping on grandma's futon. I'll tell you that. It's, um, no, I, uh, here's the thing. I'm 21, and I live with my grandma. And my buddy was like, dude, you got to stop telling people you live with your grandma, okay? You got to start telling people that your grandma lives with you. (laughs) It's way sexier, bro. (laughs) I was like, dude, the problem is not the way I'm saying it. It's really, that's not it. The problem is if I bring a girl home at some point in the darkness of the night, she's gonna bump into a 70 year old woman with at least one very Russian tit hanging out. And I'm not going to be able to calm this girl down by being like, hey, this is not what it looks like, all right? She lives with me. (laughs) It's pretty sexy, I know. It's not going to help. I'm going to have to be like, grandma, tuck that titty back in your slipper. This is Lisa. We got company. Jesus. You know? It makes dating difficult, though, living with her. It does. Because, like, if I'm doing well on a date, it might get to that point where the girl's like, hey, do you want to go back to your place? And I have to lie every time and be like, Oh, uh, can't I have family with me right now? And the g- the girl will be like, Oh no problem. For how long? And I'm like probably like three or four years. <laughs> just statistically. Uh <laughs> maybe two if I start buttering up those floors. But we'll see. <laughs> I just heard one guy in the back laugh at that and everybody else go, It's poor which she's fine she's been dead for three years she's just in the no she's fine she's a nice lady i don't know why people like that's the thing people always like react to that i'm like oh you shouldn't joke about i that's like more than i care about her existence is how audiences are like don't come on she's fine what's the what's going on here are you upset about the joke okay great that i'm happy about what were you telling oh oh you were asking for the explanation to the joke that's very, honestly, that's very bittersweet as a comedian, I got to say. <laughs> I got to say, that's, I think the most, that's the best way you could ever interrupt everybody's time is like, is like, can you please just explain that to me? Cause I didn't know. I would like to know why people are upset or that's great. I love how you're like, no, I'm not upset because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's, <laughs> it's also cool. That's all you guys are together you a couple. Con- confident man here a lot of confidence in this relationship i love that <laughs> oh did you, are you guys like weird now it's like a oh i can't wait to explore this i really can't wait and because i you guys are a couple in the back right yeah so this is like you get to sit back and be like it's somebody else's fault today that's like how what's can i may i ask what's the situation you look at her shoulder tell tell her what he said to you yesterday i love how you shouldered her in what are you guys? okay, fuck it. I'm not gonna <laughs> pry. I feel like I feel like if I go too deep this ends in one of you walking out and it's it's probably gonna be her cause she's like, I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about still. Um, no, we're all cool. I was explaining the joke to her and <laughs> the plot thickens, huh? Eh? This whole time we thought she didn't get the joke. It turns out she bit the bullet for her friend. That's great. Let's all murder her friend collectively. That's, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about it after. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this. I'm, I'm very tired of dating people my age. That's something I've realized. I hate it. It's like nobody my age knows who they are yet. You know what I mean? There's no reason you guys should be listening to me talk right now. It's insane that that's happening. <laughs> It's insane. I am 21. I owe Bank of America $13,000. And you guys are listening to my opinions right now. It's insane, you know? But anyways, I was on a date, this young girl, and uh, middle of the date, she just goes, uh, she goes, I'm in a psychology class, and that taught me to question everything. (laughs) Yeah. And then she pulled out a book and said, like, how do you know this is really a book? and not like a bicycle. Yeah. And I'm a guy on a date, so I'm like, wow, I never thought of it that way. (laughs) I was like, you must read a lot, wow. No, I'm kidding, I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, I parked my book over there. It's time to ride. Dating people my age is horrible, man. It's like th- all the questions are the same. This is where it's like going on a date with a 21-year-old. You ask her what her favorite movies are, and then you just wait to see how long it's going to take for her to say Goodfellas every time. And then about eight minutes into her explaining how The Devil Wears Prada changed her, you realize Goodfellas isn't coming. It's not coming. It's not It's like this dating is all the same, too. Like there's always those moments on every date, you know, like uh, there's that moment every fucking date, every first date where you see the girl take out her phone to text her friends something like everything's okay. He hasn't murdered me (laughs) every time. And then as a guy, you feel that pressure to take your phone out and text your friends something like it's going great. She has no idea. I'm going to murder her. Just like. (laughs) Just the same moments, you know? But I love dating older women. I really do. Hooking up with older girls is so much better. It is. It's, oh, it's unbelievable. Because older women know exactly what they want, you know? They know who they are. Like, when I'm hooking up with an older girl, if I walk into her apartment, she's just there with a fucking cigarette lit, just waiting to lay down the ground rules, you know? Like, I walk in, she's like, all right, kid. The vibrator's on the top shelf. And nothing above the neck. (laughs) If you need water, you get it from here, all right? (laughs) You clock in with your cock in. Now, let's get to work. That's, for the radio listeners, I pointed at my vagina on the (laughs) water thing. Um, No, but it's true. It's just, it's so much more fun hooking up with older girls, man. They've all seen Goodfellas, and that's like a nice... You know what I mean? They get the reference when you're like funny how then it's you know, but anyways, I just broke up with an older girl. She was twenty three and uh it was <laughs> I just say that to hurt women. That's the only reason <laughs> I say that. I just like to picture like couples late at night, like at four in the morning, just in bed, and she's like, I can't sleep And he's like, Why? What's wrong? She's like Do you think do you really think twenty three is old? Is that <laughs> No, of course not. He rolls back over to look at Craigslist of fucking women seeking men. Ma- I don't know. Anyways, uh, we can, can we cut that part out? That eight <laughs> seconds would be great. Um, <laughs> I, I did just get out of a relationship, though. It was, uh, it was one of those relationships where you just, it, you're constantly arguing. You know what I mean? Like, we've all been there. Just arguing all the fucking time. Like, we got into a big fight because uh, I made a joke about suicide. And she told me, you shouldn't make jokes about suicide Because if you know somebody that's tried to kill themselves, it's very upsetting. And uh, I said to her, I actually make those jokes because I've tried to kill myself before. And I haven't, but fuck her. (laughs) You know what I mean? I got to start winning some of these. It's (laughs) can't just give all these fucking things, you know? And also, like you should be a lot of joke about that. But suicide is the thing that people deal with. It is. It's something that everybody knows. Somebody who you know, and a lot of the people are very close to you know. I could express that thought better, but um, uh, no, I'll give you an example. Like I worked in a in a Chinese restaurant one time, right? And uh, one day the cook just pulled me aside, and he said, "Every day I think of how to kill myself." That was it? And I was like, "What's keeping you from doing it?" I was like, "What? You know, like, why are you still here?" And I'll never forget what he said. He looked at me and he said, uh, "We have a big order tomorrow." And that was it. That was that was the whole thing. That was <laughs> that was really it. So of course, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, anyways, he was a good cook. We miss him dearly, but now he's fine. He's probably alive. I have no idea if he's alive. Really, I don't know. Call in if you're out there. Mr. Lee, call <laughs> How great would that be if you just got an angry phone call? Like, I told you that in confidence. That'd be great. Anyways, um, I, I, I feel like I'm finally accepting that I'm an asshole. That's like, that's where I'm at in life. I'm finally just accepting it. The moment was this week when I turned off Amber Alerts on my iPhone. <laughs> That was the moment. You see, I see you two looking at me like, wow, this guy is a piece of shit. Rest of you guys are all like, you can do that shit. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It wasn't even a tough decision, honestly. I was like, I'm tired of this waking me up at 3 p.m. Just get rid of that. It's the most morbid alarm clock. (laughs) I don't need to start on that kind of negativity, you know? Also, like, where I live, I live in New York, man. There's 11 million fucking people there, you know? And, like, I grew up in a small town in North Carolina, all right? The town I grew up in was so small that when you got an Amber Alert, it was like, Sarah's gone. (laughs) She was last seen in a blue Ford pickup. And you'd be like, blue Ford, that's fucking Dave again. (laughs) Every Tuesday, that guy. You know? Um, I'll leave you guys with this. I, uh... I like, I, I did a show in a gay bar three weeks ago, OK? And um, I love gay guys because you know exactly where you stand with gay guys, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no games, you know? Like, I, I walked into the, and as I'm walking in, a guy accidentally bumped into me. And instinctively, he was just like, oh, I'm sorry. And then he looked up at me, and he said, oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, this is already the most fun I've had in a bar. This is good. You never know where you stand with women, ever. If a girl likes you at a bar, you know how she shows it? She looks down at her drink and ignores you for three hours. That's how they do it. Like, a a woman doesn't even compliment me until after we've hooked up. Swear to God. Like, we'll be laying in bed, and then she'll be like, you know, I think you're very handsome. And I'm like, thank God you said something. Jesus. I was fucking you the whole time wondering... If you were into this or not. And also, like, we trust gay guys just on everything, you know, just automatically. We really do. Like, uh, I walked into a restaurant the other day, and me and my buddy walked in. We weren't sure about the place. I was like, I don't know if we should stay here. And uh, so I pulled out my phone to look up reviews of the place. And as I took my phone out, I looked up, and I saw two guys kiss each other in the restaurant. And I don't know why, but immediately my first thought was, oh, this place is nice. This is good. That's how I'm judging restaurants now. Like, I'm not doing reviews. I'm walking. I'm like, hey, did you ever see two guys kissing here? Is that like, well, we saw one guy blow another guy in the bathroom one time. It's like, try to squeeze me in December if you can. Give me a reservation. I understand it's probably Michelin star, whatever. Um, anyways, you guys were very fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
2: Keep it going for Lev all the way from New York City. Hooray. Yay. That's so great. Uh, you guys are on dates. Do you, ever, uh, do you ever go on dates to that street food thing down there on the corner? Those, uh, you know the things It's like all the food trucks? There's ubiquitous food trucks in San Francisco now, like, like $10 Filipino burritos. It's called like street foods, off the grid, all those guys. Yeah, I mean, I, there's so many of them in the city now. I saw a brightly painted vehicle the other day And I was like, what the fuck? It was a bookmobile. So I went in, and I got a steaming hot cup of Kafka. And when it arrived, it was a banana. And I was a giant bug. And I looked out the window, and I saw melting clocks and burning giraffes. And I was like, da-da, da-da. But it was surrealism. It was a completely different movement. Sorry. I just want to do my smart joke for you guys. That's like my one smart joke. Thank you. That's good. I have an MFA in poetry and I have, have, I'll, I'll do, I'll do one more joke that is not worth the money I paid for graduate school. So I, so I am, I am poet. I make really poor decisions. I got an MFA in poetry. I'll never make money ever. And I was like, how can I possibly make money? And I thought, well I could write lyrics for songs. Those people make money, that's a, that's a thing that people do. And then I thought, well I'll, I'll write lyrics for death metal. Cause there's only like nine words in those songs anyways. So I was gonna try some out for you guys uh, tonight real quickly. Um, the first one is about things people like. Puppies, kittens, unicorns, lots of porn. Everyone loves porn. <laughs> And end rhyme, surprisingly. like End rhyme makes them feel complete about their lives. Uh, The second song deals with assonance, or embedded vowel sounds. That's the rhyming of the vowels in between words. And it goes like this. At dawn with chainsaws. (laughs) For those of you that don't speak death metal, that's at dawn with chainsaws. It's the ah sound. It's about carving up dead whales that are bloated in Alaska. <laughs> it's very metal. It's very metal. Uh, the last song is I think gonna be my big moneymaker and it's called 23 year olds lament and it goes like this. I have the worst roommate. Knock, knock, knock on the door while I masturbate. Oh, mom! Why do I live with my mom? It's a death ground. That's a death metal convention just so that you guys know. Uh, Thank you guys so much for being here tonight at Pam Comedy Clubhouse. Thank you guys for coming in late. Yay, thank you guys for being here. All the ladies in the house in the hizzy and you and all the people and all the people you saw tonight. Lev coming all the way from New York City. Uh, Mike Spiegelman for running the doors on Zoo in there. Uh, fucking Zach Wiseman doing the suicide jokes that you know and love. Roman Leo is still behind you. Uh, Joey Avery, who you guys missed, and that's cool and Boris Shakurko. And we were all here tonight. Thank you guys so much for being here and supporting Mutiny Radio. We're here every Friday night. Uh, Come back again.
1: Yay, bye.